Okay, are you ready? No. Good, good. Start streaming. Okay. And we're live. It is Sunday, the 15th of July, and this is the Snappy Tech Podcast, episode number 37, with our favorite recurring guest, mostly because he's our only recurring guest, Paul Stubbington. How are you? You say reoccurring. I haven't been on for probably about five, six months at this point. Probably about five months since uh, shortly after I I moved. Yes, but you also haven't been on for like three episodes. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have a point there. That's... um... (laughs) Ah, yeah. It's cool to be back. At at times I've kind of been like, yeah, it's nice to not have the, the thing to have to do on a Sunday night. Um, especially when it's times where I just want to lay in bed and watch TV. Same point, I really do miss this sometimes. Aww, cute. Mainly because I get to spend an hour taking the piss out of Apple and you. I mean, and, and Greg, that, don't forget Greg. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> explaining Greg for as well. Just... Greg, Greg, if you're listening to this, by the way, we love you. Uh, you're great. We we did a lot of taking the piss out of Greg last week as well. I feel like he has to come on at some point to defend his honour. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that's actually my plot. That's actually my um my my secret plan all along. If we talk enough shit about him, he'll have to come on eventually. Like that's that's a plan to get him back on. It can go one of two ways. It can either be a case of he's got to come back on to defend himself, or he just hates our guts and just never comes back. True. Um, I alluded to this in the tweet, but I didn't in the... Um, actually, can we, uh, before we carry on, can we just make a point of the show title for this episode? I'm not sure if you noticed it. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to read it out for us? Football got stopped at the English Channel. Do you, do you want to explain the joke to the viewers at home? Um, no, because I'm currently busy typing my own tweet. <laughs> I'll do I, I can't do two things at once. I'll um, do it then. So I'm what happened was, uh, for the last two weeks, British people have forgotten that the only team that England actually beat at the World Cup was Panama, and um, were convinced that they were going to win the World Cup, and then they lost to Croatia. Um, however, France won, which means that it was coming home, except it got stopped at the English Channel, um, and I blame Brexit, personally. But hey, there we are. <clears throat> okay, I could. I was looking. At, I was watching the public stream, um, which I have muted, obviously, and I saw your lips move in the public stream, and I was expecting you to say something in real time. <laughs> I was like, why? Isn't, why can't I hear him? <laughs> okay. So, oh god, uh, I should have muted tweet deck before we got into this. Let me mute it now. Yeah, probably. Let's mute tweet deck. Cool, cool. Right, so. Um, before we carry on, I should point out we're going to t- we're, we're doing a, a a light drinking episode, I think, and I'll explain why as we get deeper into this. Uh, but I have some cider, some Nordic cider. Uh, what what it- <laughs> half a pint of beer? Just I, I I've went through the other half already. That that's that's the reason why it's only half at the moment. But oh. um, it's still very depressing. Also, real quick, um, this is this is the bottle opener I'm using. Um, if you're not, if you're only listening to this, uh, we're going to get Paul to describe it. Um, but uh, Paul, if you describe 
what this looks like, and then I'll explain the context behind it. Definitely looks uh, like a pair of women's um, private un- undershirt objects. <laughs> but very politically correct of you, Paul. <laughs> so the context behind uh, yeah. the... Oh, hang on. Can I stick this on my... <gasps> it's, it's magnetic. It sticks to my mic arm. Wait, wait. There we go. I'm not going to keep that there though. Right, hang on, let me collect, correct my... There we go. So the context for this is my sister spent the last two weeks in Poland. Um, she wants to be a doctor and spent two weeks at like... What well, is essentially a summer school, I guess. She, um, she shadowed some doctors, like watched some surgery, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so she was there for two weeks, wasn't quite sure what to bring home. So she brought a stress ball and this. And I was like, huh interesting <laughs> i'm glad that i'm easy to buy presents oh. for i guess like, um, yeah <laughs> it is what it is um anyway in the world of tech news we um i've actually should we discuss what where i've been this week because it's been crazy yeah okay so i have had two all-nighters this week um one on tuesday night and one night before last um so if we go through this in week order um on tuesday i was well on monday i was told i had a meeting on wednesday um and i needed a 15 minute presentation for it and i couldn't come up with any ideas on monday so got some sleep um and then the next day i started work on it and it was a 15 it had to be up to 15 minutes so I spent uh, Tuesday afternoon working on it, and then I finished the pr- like I wrote it during the day on Tuesday, but I actually made the presentation part of it overnight Tuesday night. Um, I finished at like seven a.m. I want to say, but the meeting was at ten, so there was no point sleeping. So I decided to just turn it into an all-nighter, uh, powered for it, and I came out of it not too bad. Like. Uh, I, I had, um, I had a relatively short day, like I had a meeting at 10 and then I was working, uh, I'm helping set up an office in West London. Um, so I was helping with that in the afternoon and I finished there at like three. So I just came home and crashed, um, and just like relaxed that night. Um, and then Thursday I was helping with the set. So I'm filming a documentary. I think I mentioned it in passing last week. I'm helping film a documentary. And last week, um, sorry, on Friday, I was helping with the setup of, um, on Thursday, sorry, I was helping with the setup of said system. Um, I, we took all our gear. We made sure everything was ready to film um, this 12-hour event. Um, we also filmed the setup because when you have a concert it doesn't just happen it takes time to set everything up and that was on the Thursday so we filmed all of that um I filmed so I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you um we're using a black magic uh production camera 4k which filmed raw 4k and for context we had a 500 gigabyte ssd in there because it writes directly to SATA ssds and that 500 gigabyte ssd would store about half an hour of footage at raw com- at raw format. 
That was uh that was so we filmed like two minutes of raw footage just for the sake of having some and being like, hey look, we have some raw footage. <laughs> oh, but no one's gonna use it. No one's gonna as much as touch it because it is terrifying. It does look great though, so that's a plus. Um Friday night. Uh, I show so we finished setup at around, around three a.m. Got home and then um, got a few hours sleep. Was up at about ten, uh, so it wasn't too bad uh, in terms of sleep that night. Uh, ten and then I was on site at about two. I got home after filming at ten a.m. the next morning. Um, <laughs> I mean, you was only awake for 24 hours, though. It could have been worse. Um, so it, I know it, you was active, but... Yeah, it wasn't the being awake that was the issue. It was that for 12 hours, I was carrying around the camera, like, filming stuff. Oh, was like, you doing on actually moving around? Yeah, yeah, shoulder yeah. Like, we, d- we didn't end up doing any interviews. It was all crowd shots. The interviews were doing at a later date. And so it was mm. all like if I was just sat there like doing stuff, I'd have been fine. But it was like ro- it was basically roaming camera, and it was. Let me see if I can get a piece of footage to show real quick on the stream. So if I go into that folder there, um, oh Paul, if you ever if you want to see it on um, like the raw footage, it will be on the storage drive. It's currently in the process of being uploaded. Okay. Um, so, um, everything that isn't from Friday night is currently there and viewable if you want to see the raw footage. Uh, let me grab a random clip here, like that one. Um, oh, let me mute it because we don't need the music. Um, so this is, uh, some bartending going down. There was, there was this person who turned up at one point who was, she was completely topless, um, it was hilarious. Why didn't I come? And like the, the funniest part wasn't even the fact she was topless. It was like, so so if, let me let me give context to this story. I'm here filming stuff, right? I'm not there like messing around, whatever. Like it's a proper thing, and you can see fo- the footage came out great. I'll say that. Like everyone like has a go at the G7 for apparently micro four thirds being terrible at low light. This came out really well. Like I was really happy with this footage. Um, but what happens is I'd been filming something and between shots, I like point my camera at the ground, right? Um, so what happens is I've just filmed something, put my camera down. She like walks up to me and I hadn't paid any attention to her because I'd been busy like filming something else. And mentally I was in that space where, you know, when you're like, between one thing and you're about to focus on the next thing and you're taking (laughs) zero regard as to what's happening around you so she like waltzes up to me and just taps on my shoulder i turn around look at her and then she goes is there something on my shirt and i like stare down at, at like to see her shirt which she's not wearing um and it like takes me a second for it to click like there was an audible beat between her going is this thing wrong is this thing on my shirt me looking and then going oh wait a second you're not wearing a shirt that's the joke here <laughs> wow that's um 
<laughs> like I'd been so consumed in filming that it like it like took me and it, this was at like 3 a.m. as well, so I was really tired Dark at that pace, point. Like, yeah, this point. So it wasn't like at the start of the night, like it was like we were deep in there and it was just like, oh my days, it was <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do get what you mean. Though it's sometimes you just get f- so focused, and it's hard, especially when you're um, video producing, whether it's uh, the camera or presenting. Oh, Parshaf is in chat. Hey, hello um, to Parshaf. Um, and you, you do get so just in to what you're doing that you no longer know anything that's going on around you. Even when you're actively speaking to someone over a camera, if someone were to come and speak to me now, I'd be completely confused as to what's going on. (laughs) It was just, it was, it was probably like the highlight of my evening purely because like, actually no, that's a lie. The highlight of my evening was getting bought like free drinks throughout the night. I didn't pay for a single drink that night, which I wasn't doing anyway. Um, because we had a separate room where like everything was provided, but obviously like the regular party goers weren't aware of this. They just saw some guy running around with a camera for most of the night, assuming I wasn't getting anything. So they like kept buying me drinks. And I was like, cheers. You don't need to do that, but I'll take it. <laughs> Were they alcoholic though? Um, it was, yeah, it was a beer. And then I was bought... Um, actually, no. One of the drinks was actually given to me by the bartender because um, I couldn't be bothered to go back to the green room. And I'm pretty sure they'd been told not to take money off me, uh, but I can't confirm that because I went up, like, asked for a Red Bull and he just gave it to me. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I assumed they were told not to charge me, but I can't, I have no yeah, way of confirming you, I that. I presume, considering that it wasn't that your payment for the night. So. Yeah, just unlimited food and drink. It was good. It was good. I didn't end up eating oh. anything. Well, I was just, I, yeah, I was just about to, like just thinking: Did you even get a chance to eat anything? Nah. When you're carrying around a camera all night, you don't really think I probably should sit down and eat now. I did get like a 20 minute power nap in there, though. Like, um, I went back to a green room and it was empty, and it was like 4:30, mm. and I could tell I wasn't going to make it, and I was just like, I oh, know. I turned off the light, shut the door. I just got like 20 minutes of sleep. It was not, good. Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, oh. What about you, Paul? What have you been doing this week? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I know, that's why I asked. <laughs> <sighs> just, I actually, apart from just the usual Netflix streams, playing games, I've actually done nothing. I, I think it was this week I finished Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, right. That's about the highlight of my of my month. Um, <laughs> that's honestly about it. My life is very uninteresting right now. Oh. Okay, shall we? Um, I just want to double check something. Okay, cool. So, should we get into the tech news? No, I, I think we should just make it snappy podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, what's your plan for next week then? <laughs> <laughs> sleep, sleep, and more sleep. Um, okay, uh, so, real, real talk. Um, what's happened this week? Do you want to start with the Surface Go device? Like, what I can only describe as the most bizarre choice Microsoft has ever made in building a device? 
How so? It just it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Like um, Greg and I had this discussion on Twitter, where if you're not aware, Microsoft announced the Surface Go, which is a smaller version of their Surface Pro, running a Pentium processor, the uh, Pentium Gold, which is actually like within ten percent of an i3 performance-wise. Like they're really close. Um, it's it's a remarkably solid chip. It's effectively an i3. Um, and it's fanless as well. Yeah, it's fanless. And uh, the i3 and I think maybe the i5 Surface Pros were fanless as well, or are fanless, I should say. Um, so that's that's really cool. Um, get it? Really cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> but um, oh, okay. Compose myself. Compose myself. This is why I don't drink. This is why you should never let me drink. Um, this is why we had a break from the podcast. But um, <laughs> so yeah, the Surface Go starts at I want to say three hundred pounds off the top of my head. Uh, I know it's three nine nine dollars, three eighty without student discount. I've got the page up here, so oh here it is. Yeah, um, so free. Oh, that's it. It's the same price as an iPad. Um, let me just pull up incidents. Let me just pull up the Apple Store. Apple.com slash UK iPad buy. Okay, so I because I think that's what I paid for my mum's iPad. Okay, so 32 gig is 320, 128 gig is 409. Uh let's compare. Okay, so um does this have I'm not aware of whether or not this has cellular or not. It might do. I actually no, I don't think it does. What, the iPad? No, the iPad does. I'm not sure if the Surface does. Oh, uh, the uh, Surface Go does have cellular, if I remember rightly. Uh, I, I should have... Or am I thinking about something here? Am I even just thinking about the Chromebook we've got to talk about? Yeah, um, it might be a Chrome, a Surface Go cell, uh, 4G. Let me see what that throws up. No, it's not. Surface okay. Go does not have 4G. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, the regular cheap iPad costs 320 How much is the iPad Mini at this point? Because I think, when was the last time the iPad Mini was updated? I feel like that was ages ago. Uh, I, I, I think they have updated it. They just do it very under the radar. Um, actually, no, iPad Mini 4. So yeah, it's the fourth it's iteration. Because um, I've got the second... I'm pretty sure the one I've got the second oh. one, and I've had that three years now. Apparently, Four. apparently January twenty. Oh no, September twenty fifteen. Can't be that far. Okay. It was fr- so the four came out three years ago. That is crazy. We haven't up- oh, wow. checked for tech specs. I, I like my iPad Mini. At times, I wish I had the um, bigger screen. Yeah, it's um, got an A eight chip. Like it's three years it. old. It's an A eight. Yeah. Bloody hell! That's an that old. Bad. That is old. They need to update their iPad yeah. Minis. I, I thought they'd updated it um, since. Okay, so an iPad Mini is four hundred quid, um, but that's not an apt. Okay, that, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Apple are charging four hundred pounds for a three-year-old tablet. Just to clarify, <laughs> this is like the um, the what was it the uh, the Mac Book Air was that it? They were charging full price oh, for that. They've done it for a lot of them. They've like they've charged full price for the MacBook Air up until like 
Is it still available? It is. It's still available. So, they still charge some ridiculous amount for yeah. it. In fairness to Apple, their products don't age as badly as a lot of devices. My, I've had my tablet for over four years now, and it still runs very well. However, okay, but poor. they don't age the prices either, and it is so, so bad. But, but, like, I, I don't think they actually change a single pound since the, uh, the launch day. Well, the, the, yeah. the MacBook Air... Right, which is at this point, I want to say like a solid five, six five years old. Six, yeah, is nine hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> it wasn't exactly good. It was thin, but it wasn't exactly good when it was released. No, it wasn't. To be fair, it wasn't designed to be good per se. It was designed to be like the thinnest, lightest yeah, that, thing. Yeah, like then they brought out the the MacBook at mm. twelve inch, and then it kind of became obsolete. Obsolete, kind I, of. Um, that is ridiculous. If you want it up to, um, and you can only get it with an i5, which is dual core, should I mention? And quite a slow dual core as well. Yeah, one point eight gigahertz. Like it's an old laptop at this point. It is. It yeah. isn't something that you should be selling at nine hundred and fifty pounds. I think nine hundred and fifty p would would do it. This right. That is crazy. Um, but yeah, so the the Surface Go is priced roughly the same as. Let me just, uh, I just realized it killed my presets on my uh, Stream Deck. There we are. So it's priced at roughly the price of an iPad. And the idea is it's kind of supposed to be an iPad Pro competitor because it supports the smart keyboard and the Surface Pen, um, both of which cost £100 on top of the price of advice. Um, mm-hmm. We just got. I discussed this with Greg on the on on the Twitters. Um, that the reason they're not uh, bundling it is mo- almost certainly because they're just going for um, like they'll they'll offer it with the pen and the keyboard for free 80 for the price it is currently over like Christmas or something like on sale, they'll bundle yeah. in the keyboard and the pen. Cause that's what they Which do with they the surface with, pros. Yeah. I mean, the surface pro comes, I don't think it does anymore, but I know it used to come with the pen. Um, but of course the, the type covers always mm. been an, an optional extra, which they um, do of course the occasional deal on, but it's it's definitely one of those situations where they've obviously tried to get out a really cheap product. And I was watching um, a video earlier on, which I think um, kind of gets it quite spot on that they've they've offered the 64 gig, 4 gig RAM version uh, for free 80 uh, or $400 um, in, in the US. Yeah. So that looks great and all that. However... The one that most people are going to want is the one with with the one twenty eight gig of storage. So I think the lower version as well has a slower storage. Yeah, because the sixty four gig version's EMMC uh, memory instead of um, NVMe SSD. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are going to want the extra storage, the extra RAM, and the faster storage. So it's like, yeah, you, yeah, you're offering a this Surface Go for £380, but no one's going to want to buy that. They're going to want to buy the £500 one. Um, and <clears throat> even if you do buy the cheaper one, it's crazy that on a nearly £400 device, um, most people are going to want to buy it with the type cover, which then becomes a £500 purchase, at which point 20% of that 
is a good but very cheap and lightweight feeling um, keyboard. Um, yeah. What I will say is if this were £380 with keyboard, I would almost suggest it above any tablet currently. Like, yeah, because it, it, it runs full Windows. Android is just a cluster truck on... Um, oh, look at me censoring myself automatically. Um, it is a dumpster fire on the tablet. Um, unless you buy a Samsung Tab Pro 4, or whatever the latest one is called, which is actually really good, but is expensive, yeah. Yeah. Um, so short of that, and that's only because of Samsung's like heavy modding of Android on a tablet. Mm. Um, any other Android tablet is just not worth buying. And then yeah. at that point, you're competing against iPads. At 380 with a keyboard, that's potentially pulling people away from an iPad Pro and is pulling mm. people into that and also being a great price. Um, but I hey. mean, iOS on, for, for tablets, iOS is a better system. The ease, the, um, the speed, um, just, the, just the general snappiness on that tiny little device will be nicer. Um, however, um, the um, Windows operating system has came a long way for tablet use. Uh, and there's a lot of apps now. There's a lot of games. And there's a lot to be said for the um, benefit of having a full operating system uh, in the palm of your hands. Um, yeah. Can I um, take a second to... This isn't completely... I guess this is kind of related because we mentioned a Apple. I, I want to shift topics real quick. And I know this is abrupt, but there's just this thing I want to show and I can't get past it um, because it's just so hilarious to me. Um, so Apple, out of nowhere, released the new MacBook Pros, the mid-2018 versions, um, yeah. with a slightly refined keyboard and then just newer processors. Like, that's more or less the only change. They basically brought them up to date with the processors that a lot of manufacturers have been putting in since January, March-ish, somewhere around there. Mm. Um, so they updated the keyboards. If you were to go to the Geekbench website, however, and look at the Mac benchmarks, uh, which is just browser.geekbench.com forward slash Mac hyphen benchmarks, um, what I find hilarious is the new MacBook Pro the highest spec MacBook Pro ranks in at number two of all Apple devices to run a benchmark below only one of the mid-2017 iMacs. It's actually faster than if you were to get a high spec iMac, uh, sorry, if you were to get a high spec MacBook Pro, it is faster in single core benchmarks than an iMac Pro. Uh the keyword there is single core, though. Yes. Um, yes of course, it is. it's got a lot less cores than the than the iMac Pros. I mean, even the uh, the Mac Pro from late twenty thirteen uh, beats it out. However, it is still amazing. Um, I was actually in the week um, having a little look at uh, razor blades, and of course, now you can get a razor blade with a ten sixty or even a ten seventy two very good graphics cards. Um, that could play any game out there that you want and even stream them. Um, and the processor that they've got in them on uh, Passmark um, gets a score um, only slightly short of my 5820K processor in my PC. And it's just ridiculous that we're now getting these these mobile uh, CPUs that are beating out some, some top, 
uh, CPUs from just a couple of years ago. Um, such a rapid improvement in the past few years. And to be fair, this is mostly Intel. I, I, I want to use the phrasing Intel's fault because they've been the ones really holding back. Like they could have had mm. consumer eight core chips ages ago. The only reason they ever ended up doing so is because Ryzen was actually a challenge. If Ryzen mm. weren't to have turned up and to have been challenging for what, like I would argue that Ryzen is probably in, in terms of value for money, it's hard to argue against. It is just mm. such a great proposition. And so that really made Intel have to up their game in terms of their processes for devices, that especially with laptops. Because if you look at the, I think it's called Ryzen Pro. Is that their mobile range? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, so if I, let me check. Ryzen powered computers. So yeah, you can get the Ryzen. So for eleven hundred pounds, so one thousand one hundred fifty pounds, you can buy a Asus Strix GL seven zero two ZC. It's a seventeen inch laptop with I think this is more or less a full desktop card. Yeah, it's a Ryzen seventeen hundred CPU, which is the one that's in this PC right now, the one I'm using. That is the exact same CPU. Uh, mine's actually 1700X and is overclocked, but is, you know, more or less exactly the same. Running at 3.7 gigahertz turbo speed. And then it also has an RX 580 in there. It is crazy. Like, if this existed in AM and uh, Intel didn't release an i9 version with... How many cores does the i9 version have? I think it's six, right? Yeah, so the i9 mm. is a six-core, three gigahertz processor. If they didn't release that, Ryzen was leaving them dead in the water. And the at times you do wonder how much um, Intel have legitimately been holding back for the case of let's give ourselves more years of products. Um, for for that, oh, that's the easiest way to sort of um, to explain it. Um, but and you, you do wonder how much longer we would have been waiting for six core mobile chips and the six and eight core CPU chips um, outside of the extreme editions um, if AMD didn't bring out such a, a good uh, lineup with Ryzen. I want to pull up. I want to try and find a bench because this. I should mention this topic was completely unplanned. I want to try and find a benchmark of this laptop, the Ryzen laptop. Mm. Um, I'm gonna, uh... So it is a full-on desktop processor, from what I can tell. Uh, 3D Mark. Can can we get Geekbench Just Four? Here we are. Some more thermal throttling. So Geekbench Four um, is a single-core or multi-core? I can't tell. I assume it's multi-core. One six eight nine seven. Um. So apparently they are quite close in terms of score. Um, so from what I can tell, um, the i9 does outscore the R7. However, it has it runs hot, so it needs um, some better cooling. Okay, we'll do we'll do some digging. We'll come back to this next week, I'm sure. 
but it's interesting. Actually, uh, before we before we go, and I've um, got past Mark up here, their um, laptop um, list. Oh, that's a good shout. Um, so, of the aim is uh, Ryzen Seven Pro, uh, their top um, laptop um, processor, the twenty seven hundred U. That scores nine point four thousand. The top Intel offering is the i nine eighty nine fifty HK. Uh, which does score 14,700. So it does score an extra 5,000. However, I'm guessing... This um, is also... Look, I, I've got the list here as well. That I will point out, that's the Ryzen 7 Pro. That is specifically the laptop CPU. Yeah. Um, whereas the, and the built-in graphics are a lot better. Yeah. Uh, what um, I will say, oh, though, is this, this laptop uses the proper desktop CPU, not a laptop one. Yeah, the, yeah, the one you was... Um, yeah. um, actually, also, the, the difference of 5,000 points between these two, uh, one, the Ryzen um, one has two less cores, so four less logical cores, mm-hmm. um, and also the Intel one runs 45 watts uh, in comparison to... Uh, a maximum of 25 watts um, uh, by looks of it, or average of 15, the AMD. There you go. So that's um, quite a bit different. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's an interesting one. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's get rid of all of these benchmark uh, tabs that I've got open. What do you mean? Uh, Br- bring all the benchmarks. Nothing but bench. That sounds like a really bad TV show. Also, we've got <clears throat> someone in our chat, uh, Daniel Armstrong. Um, so you've just missed, we were just talking about the Surface Go, but we said that um, we, we, we do think it is a legitimate competitor to, competitor to the iPad now. Um, yeah, it's a legitimate competitor, but if they bundled in the keyboard, then great. If they didn't, um, unless you really want that keyboard, in which case I suggest Surface Go. If not, then it's probably not worth it. If you want, I, I've never used the um, the Apple Pencil. Yeah, Apple Pencil. Um, but I'm guessing if you're an artist, the Surface Go will probably also be a um, bit of a better option as well yeah the, the surface pro the surface pen and the apple pencil are also pretty uh they're, they're both roughly equal in terms of ability okay. as far as i'm aware yeah i try, I try to ignore the the apple pencil unless there's something taking the piss out of it because it's frankly just the, just the charging mechanism for that i just i still find hilarious to this day uh before that though he did ask s7 edge or lg g6 yes. i feel like this is a question we've answered before like ages ago um possibly s8 versus g6 yeah that might have been it but um i mean i have have the s8 plus and i'm very happy with it but if i had to choose between s7 edge and lg g6 i'd probably get from the lg yeah so um, g6 has a slightly faster processor um what else i believe that one was actually a 18 by 9 aspect ratio let me pull up the specs yeah oh yeah i remember this discussion so the s7 edge um has a um a bit more bezel, top and bottom, so the, the phones end up roughly the same size. However, um, 
The LG G6 has an 18 by 9 display and less bezel top and bottom. It has a slightly faster processor in a Snapdragon 821 instead of an 820. Uh, battery differences are more or less negligible at... Um, where is this? Uh, blah, blah, blah. 3300 milliamp hours to 3600. They're both IP68. Uh, they both have Bluetooth 4.2. They both have 4 gigabytes of RAM. Um... They're more or less comparable, apart from the fact that the G6 has an IPS LCD display, whereas the, G, uh, the S7 Edge has a AMOLED. Whew. <laughs> Whew. Oh, not used to all this presenting. It's too hot for it. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, and the G7, the G6, sorry, is slightly heavier. Um, oh, and I remember the point we made specifically on if you use USB-C for all your things then um, go for the LG G6 for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I was very glad that um, the S8 had USB-C because though I got it quite late, uh, I think it was like six months after the release or something like that, uh, I think it actually may have swayed me to go for a different phone um, if it didn't have USB-C, partially because it, up until this point, I've been using a Nexus 6P for nearly two years. Uh, mm. So to then have to buy a bunch of new cables, uh, well, I say buy a bunch of new cables, just replace all of my USB-C stuff with uh, with either new cables or old cables. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, definite pain. Especially being used to them really fast charging <clears throat> from USB-Cs. So, Paul, tomorrow starts the Google, the Google Prime. That's not even a thing. The Amazon Prime sales. Um, are you keeping yes. your eye out for anything in particular, apart from a webcam? Um, webcam. Um, I need a table uh, for in bed. I feel uh, like such an that's old oddly specific. Person. Yeah, no, I spend a lot because of my uh, leg. I spend a lot of time lying in bed now. So, and because uh, I can't have my laptop on my leg without it hurting. Right. Uh, I uh, can, I, can I suggest a uh, a retailer known as Ikea? Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure what the joke is here. Oh, um, okay. Like, did you just get that? It, it took me a few seconds and then it just the rest of it's just disgust. Um, mm-hmm. but Ikea. You, know, you, you say that, but it, I, I, need, I need like probably just normal folding table and it's just easier to wait for prime day and see if they have something also rather than having to go out or then navigate their site which is uh, yeah can i just say real quick i'm currently watching the formula e like i'm glancing at it i have it on a second screen we were going to watch this uh, together as a stream for like a lap or so and then never got around to it uh, because it's the final race and i just glanced over and uh, the constructors championship is really tense and according to the live chat it has, um, like, some of the drivers have been freaking out. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could be watching this, like, with the audio, but I'll watch the highlights later, and I'm sure it'll be equally amusing. But, um, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I'm, I should be looking out for, and at times that I have thought about looking out for, um, but I forgot them all. Um, I did actually notice there's a... I don't think they did it this uh, did it last year, but this year they've got a bunch of Prime Day launches. They do, yeah. Um, they didn't. They definitely didn't do that last year. And I've been considering getting the Tick Watch Pro. 
Which is oh, actually available now, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah, I could buy it right now if I wanted, and it would arrive tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, the TickWatch Pro is the new smartwatch by uh, Mobvoi? Is that how you pronounce the name? Ooh, that actually looks... Um... Yeah, that is my name. Okay, cool. Look at me go. It actually has two screens. Um, it has a regular high-resolution AMOLED display, and then it has a really low-resolution LCD display um, for battery-saving mode, which apparently makes it last up to a week, which is of no use to me because I just charge my phone every night. Uh, my watch, sorry. like I just take it off when I go to sleep and put it on its charging crate. Mm-hmm. Um, it has NFC payment interchangeable bands wear os um yeah i i noticed there's um a company called stk um that I'd, I'd never heard of before but the phone they're releasing it, i mean the ram's a little low um but I, at that kind of price like what do you expect but the company's actually from i think it's london um and i looked on their site and uh one of their phones that's like on pre-order at the moment, two hundred pound, five point seven inch HD display, um, octa-core processor, Android eight point one, sixty-four gig storage, four gig RAM, three thousand milliamp hour battery, expandable storage, on up to one twenty-eight gig, and dual SIM. And I actually looked at him, so like SDK. Can you can you send this? This sounds interesting. So SDK, did you say, or STK? STK. Let me, let me see. Apparently, there's a club called STK as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, the amp is an ex- it's an, it's an exclusive. Sure it's, um, is it the, I, did, I was looking at someone else earlier on. I think it's these that are from London. Uh, yeah. Hashtag born in London. Uh, it's meant to be a like a design led company. Right. Um, we should see if we can get into their offices. Film a video of a. Yes, and I did actually think think about this um, this earlier. <coughs> actually, is uh, if you look at their uh, they've got a smartphone page and yeah, yeah a I'm on it right now. Page, the feature phones page. It, yeah, it's just all their non non smartphones. Why do anyone make these kind of phones? Because it's thirteen pounds. I might buy. I might do a video on this just for bants right now. Like. I might buy this phone just for, for it. like just for sake of being like like putting this next to an iPhone 10 and comparing the phones. Like I might do a drop test and hope the back of a phone <laughs> yeah, doesn't break. Like plus uh, it comes with fully equipped with earphones and a wall charger. Like it comes with headphones with a 14 pound phone. Like does it have a headphone jack then? That's the important I would, ass- um, I would assume so. That's one more feature <laughs> than an iPhone has. <laughs> wait, mean, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, it says SDK smartphones. Sorry. No. Comes with a free year warranty, though. That's nice. It's not bad. It's um, 32 oh. meg of ROM. <laughs> but plus a 32 gig memory card, so. Well, yeah. That's actually, you know what? How much is a 32 gig memory card? Um, I'm pretty sure more than thirteen pounds. Uh, no, they're like a fiver, aren't they? Uh, so that's a regular SD card. Hang Thirty-two on. gig. I. We want micro SD, not regular SD. Yeah, they're like a tenner. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We could buy this phone, take the SD card out of it, and it would be worth, and it would cost three pounds. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be some Chinese, really dodgy brand. It even has um, dual SIM. This is hilarious. I'm pretty sure we could. Um, 
I'm pretty sure we could, I'm sure I could take this phone apart for more part. Well. We could take this phone apart for more money on parts than the price of a phone itself. That actually sounds completely I feel like that would be a funny video as well, like seeing if we could actually pull it off. Like if we could sell the parts from... Oh, you know what we could do? Sounds like a lot of it. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Actually, this is really easy because what we do is we pull out the battery, uh, pull out the SD card, right, which is a tenner, and we flog it on eBay for like a fiver. And that's it. <laughs> it's, a two, it's a simple two-step process. <laughs> well, it's either that or you sell the SD card for a tenner and then you just find some old lady that needs an old phone and say, yeah, th- this phone phone costs a tenner and just forget to mention that there should be an SD card with it. We wouldn't notice. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think we should build a business off of um, abusing old ladies. You say that. Yes, I, I do I say that be, pretty adamantly. I, I think it'd be great. <laughs> well... <laughs> Everyone knows this is the best kind of business scheme. What, the kind that abuses old ladies? Yeah, exactly. Fair Entrepreneur enough. in the making here. Well... I should t- oh, you know what I will say? Uh, this company, Anke, uh, these guys are doing a sale for the thing as well. These guys make surprisingly decent cameras. I just want to put that out there. Like, they're much better than I expected, personally. Just saying. Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't buy them for personal use. I bought them for someone else, but I did like the setup and making sure it all worked. It was surprisingly decent. Something that's actually launching on Prime but Day, um, a, com- a phone by a company that everyone kind of wished didn't exist anymore. Uh, the HTC Desire 12 Apple. Dual. <laughs> oh, that too. Um, we yeah, spent- that's been on uh, pre-order for a while, I think, as well. Yeah, will be released tomorrow. Um, yeah, this is some. This is the device of. Um, we discussed HTC on last week's episode with Daryl, um, and how and their fall from grace. And this mm. this device is you know 150 quid, uh, 18 by nine, three gigs of RAM, headphone jack. It's okay. Uh, we'll we'll have to see it to see how it goes, but it's you know not too bad. From yeah, what I, I can tell, if, um, if if it's a good phone like the specs look what you'd expect it's how they do the software which i think is a, a general um thing with a lot of these cheaper phones anyway yeah absolutely right i wanna i'm totally not glancing over it before minary right now i promise anyway uh <laughs> okay uh what's the other topic we had Oh, Chromebooks. That was it. Yes. Uh, let me pull up the article because I actually did. Re- this is the only topic I actually did research for. Um, yeah, I, um, I did read through the article quickly. Um, uh, I, this is at the point I realized I need to dig through my drive. So <laughs> we, we were saying um, earlier on about the fact that Android on tablets is terrible. Mm-hmm. That the. I mean, they're saying with this device that it could basically be um, a very good Android tablet replacement with all of the Android apps, uh, Linux apps as well. Um, we are su- supported on Chrome OS now, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And so this this could suddenly be 
very good replacement for Android tablets, um, especially if it has the detachable screen uh, that they think it will have, because uh, it's not been confirmed yet. Has yeah, I, it? Ju- I just love the um, code name Cheza. Like, that is my favourite part of this entire... I don't know why, but something about the code name Cheza is just hilarious it, to me. It, 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 feel, it feels very unbusiness-like, uh, unofficial. Because, <laughs> like, their usual code names are... Um, I forget what they are, like, Azza. sea creatures? It's like Mamba... Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Marlin, maybe? They're, they're like some... Um, I can't remember off the top of my head Not right Dave. now. Um, Surely it's Dave. Please say it's Dave. Uh, I need to... Why aren't you I saying it's Dave? Because it's, it's not... None of them are Dave. Uh, Freddy! Wilfred! Um, hang on. Lineage OS... I know where to find it. Uh, devices. Here we are. So Hammerhead, that's one of them. Um, so we have Hammerhead Dragon. The Pixel C was nicknamed Dragon. Shamu, that's the name I was going for. Uh, Manta, Mako, Angler. Like they're all sea creatures. Um, whereas you then have Cheza, and I'm like, huh? That was a that came uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> Might be a sequel creature called Cheza. I'm highly doubting it. There isn't. I've done, I mean, Google, you, I've done the search. Yeah, I mean, it comes up with some anime. Yeah, some anime. Um, but here, the thing that really excites me about this is that it is a full-on like flagship tablet that will run Chrome OS and has potential to be a genuinely great device for multiple reasons first of all it's the chrome first chrome os device to support ufs 2.1 storage um which is exceedingly fast it's expected to have eSIM support via project phi which means you can use it as a tablet tablet as opposed to just a laptop um that detachableness is great and the more i look at chrome os the less i want a windows tablet or a windows laptop sorry like, I love mm. my 200 pound Chromebook so much, but I can't see myself going back to a Windows laptop that isn't like a razor blade. Like, or I a Surface Book, maybe? Yeah, or like, my so, point so, is, like, so, I can't see myself high, going high. in at less than like peak Windows, if you get what I mean. Yeah, it's, um, it is making the, the pre 1000 pound mark of, um, of Windows laptops look a little bleak. Um, I, I think unless there was some standout feature, um, of course, the, uh, this isn't so much a standout feature anymore, but at one point, maybe like Dolby Atmos, if you did a lot of media consumption um, or s- revolutionary. Um, but yeah, it's just Chrome OS is actually doing what they've been hoping for years and is giving itself... Um, a good reason to not have Windows. Um, yeah, I've been, and it's it's a fine line, right? Because Android and Linux, like especially on my laptop. I guess if my laptop had an i7 or whatever, then I'd use it for mm. video editing as well. Now that it has Linux app support, um, but before that, yeah. it's great for everything that isn't video editing, and I do use it for everything that isn't video editing, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, I um, 
Okay. No, no, go for it. Um, so, of course, I have Surface Book. And most of the things I do on there, I find I could do it with, um, with Windows 10S. So just using apps or, or Chrome OS. Um, I'm most, I'd say 99% of my things are done uh, via, um, via the Chrome browser anyway, or things that I could do, say, for a Facebook game or an Android app. Um, I, the odd game of Minesweeper, um, Candy Crush when I'm really bored, Solitaire, um, it, going on Discord and sending some people some messages. It's all done through um, that um, through sort of Chrome stuff um, or app-based stuff. Um, yeah, and what I, I what I really love about it is for and I guess my laptop really struggles in this in a sense that because it is a proper laptop and doesn't have touchscreen like a lot of games for android don't really work too well all the productivity is great but the games aren't quite there um but games like football manager mobile just pushed an update so it supports chrome os properly and that works Mm -hmm. really well and so you know if it's stuff like that that works really well yeah see i think um especially now chrome os is uh supporting android apps um properly i think it is important on chromebooks to have touchscreen um, i think there is a lot of missed um, missed opportunity missed uh, functionality um, if you don't have the touchscreen purely because the fact of you're missing out on an entire app store's worth of things um, which aren't built for mouse and keyboard generally um, however adding that touchscreen and which is not an expensive thing to do uh, and suddenly you have a very, very good competitive device. Um, yeah. Okay. My phone's just flashing away next to me. It's slightly distracting. Send it to voicemail. <laughs> is it a call or is it like just a random thing? Uh, it's just a uh, message I got and it's just flashing because uh, it's Facebook Messenger. It's just flashing oh. a green in my face. yeah. yeah. I've had a real issue. Actually, this isn't tech news, but this is news, and I'm. It is kind of tech related. I use. I'm not sure if you're ever. So I've been using the Facebook Messenger Lite app, and I discussed this last week again with um, Daryl. And if you haven't watched that podcast, go do so. It was great. Um, but the I've been using the Lite Facebook and Fe- Facebook Messenger apps. And I just randomly stopped receiving notifications for Facebook Messenger. Mm. And I think what that is, is I've also installed the regular Facebook Messenger for functionality purposes. Like occasionally, um, like the regular Facebook Messenger supports like live location sharing, for example. And if I need that, then I'll, you know, go into the regular Facebook Messenger and do that. And I just reinstalled that. I think what Facebook has done is if you have both apps installed, it just ignores the existence of the regular one, of the light one, sorry. Mm. And it was like, oh no, he doesn't need notifications on that. He's using the regular Facebook app. And it's like, God damn it, I mean, guys. The Facebook app isn't exactly good because I know my brother's had an issue with this for a while um, where a bunch of times I'll send him messages uh, and it just simply won't even go through. Uh, so on the Facebook app, you can see uh, when it's sent off of your phone and then when they get it on their phone. 
Um, yeah. it, it just simply doesn't go through to his phone uh, for sometimes half hour, hour. Sometimes it goes straight through. Um, but considering I primarily speak to him through Facebook Messenger, um, it was very inconvenient. Um, Real quick, if you don't want to read spoilers, look away now because I'm going to quickly flash the screen. Um, that is, oh no, our names are in the way. Hang on. Not our names, our overlay. Uh, let's do that. There we are. That is the current, that's how it's finished. Um, what that means is that Audi are the constructors' champions. The reason I want to bring this up real quick, Formula E, um, this is the last race with the regular cars. They're bringing in like a second generation of cars next year. Um, mm. And also, like, I just feel bad for Audi. So a couple of years ago, I was invited to, um, what's it called? Uh, la, 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 la. Battersea Power F4. Station, Battersea Park, oh, okay. uh, which is where the Formula E racing happened in London one year, without one year being two oh, years okay. ago. Um, and I was invited by the Audi team. Uh, they were co-owned by Apt at that point. Uh, they had like a press party. I was invited along. I got to meet the drivers. It was great. I really like both Degrassi and Daniel Apt. I think they were both really nice. So I've been like supporting them ever since. This season, they were set to run away with it, right? They had a car that was like, if you think back to like Mercedes, like two or three years ago, right? That was yeah. the level of car they had right mm. and for the first half of the season their car broke down every single race the worst part was that like they knew what the problem was but there's like this like four week delay or six weeks delay or something before you can implement a part in formula e, with the reason mm. being if they didn't have that then teams would be developing cars like they do in f1 and they want yeah. it to be a cheap sport so like if you want to implement mm. something it's like six weeks and the first like four or five races of the season it took them like two races to figure out the issue right yeah and then there were like another two or three races before they got to implement the fix so it was half of the season because there are only 12 races in the season so yeah. they were at like race five or six when audi finally had their car working okay so mm. it took they've only they've only really competed in half of the season and they just won the constructions world championship um, for context, um, every race that Lucas Degrassi has finished, he has either finished in second or first. <laughs> that, not too shabby. Yeah, not half okay, bad, I, right? I, they, they need to nerf him. They need to give him some <laughs> kind of uh, handicap. Like he, um, he has to do every race with just like a little like sticker in the middle of his visor just to distract him. Well, to, to be, fa to be fair to him, it's, it's, it's not like he's like qualified on polar because he's really great at race pace, but his one lap pace is terrible. Like his, mm. um, his qualifyings are notoriously like subpar. So mm. most of these races, he'd qualify in like eighth and then finish in over second or first. <laughs> Not bad. Oh. Oh man. <sighs> anyway, that's that's the Formula E news. <clears throat> and congratulations to I guess Alan McNish as well, who is the team principal. What else is happening in the world of tech? I feel like that's really all <sighs> I'm aware of. 
I mean, one of the main things we we miss uh, we didn't say about the Chromebook. Um, it's got a it's the first Qualcomm Snapdragon eight four five powered Chromebook, which is going to be very good. Um, yes, yeah. Um, I actually don't know what's been going on this week. It's maybe it's just been a slow week, or maybe I've just been very out of it this week. Um, I mean, I am most weeks, but. Uh, oh, we can also discuss real quick because oh, we discussed this last week as well. But the final numbers are out mm. from um, Twitter. Sorry about that. Thank you. Uh, from you know, Twitter went on that massive banning spree of like bots. Yeah. Last week, they finally finished that, and um, a lot of like famous accounts lost a bunch of followers. Um, so Katy Perry and Lady Gaga each lost two and a half a million followers. I mean, didn't they both have like a hundred million anyway or something? Something ridiculous, I think. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, let me bring up social social prediction. I think that has Twitter. Um, uh, so Katy Perry is currently at 107 million, yeah. What was most hilarious, um, though, to me at least, was the, the account that lost most followers. Do you want to guess? Um, Trump. Nope. I wonder if um, there isn't a number for that, actually. Uh, Snappy Tech. No. It was actually but, twi- I mean, we're, we're it was Twitter's own account. Twitter lost 7.7 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have that many followers to lose. I don't think. Let me check. I, I, they, they've currently got 55 million. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, Kate Perry's the t- top followed. I didn't yeah, no, she has been I, for I, I a knew, long time. I knew she was in the top five. Um, and I'm slightly surprised Lady Gaga's um, sixth. Um I know she's very popular, but I didn't realise quite that popular. Yeah, no, Twitter um, has been interesting um, in terms of most follows. Barack Obama with his 101 million. Yep. He also lost 2.1 million-ish. Um, 2.3 million he lost last Friday. Um I mean, he does get like an extra like fifteen, twenty thousand followers a day normally, anyway. So, I mean, it's not really hurting him, obviously. Oh, I have a question for you. Do you how yes. much do you use Reddit? Uh, never, unless I just get oh, linked to stuff. perfect. So there was this subreddit called "Thanos Did Nothing Wrong," um, made in the wake of this is actually kind of tech news. Uh, made in the aftermath of the um, Avengers movie. Yeah. There was a subreddit called Thanos did nothing wrong. And there was, it was like full of memes and stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, they decided to be funny if they banned half of the followers, like half of the subscribers. Now I should mention for context, that's roughly a quarter of a million subscribers they wanted to ban. Um, yeah. So they actually liaised with a bunch of engineers at Reddit and got the green light from Reddit to do it. They worked together to do it all that jazz. Mm. They banned roughly half of the subscribers. It was hilarious. Um, and it has just been like the most weird place to be. 
Like, let me. I'm gonna plop some memes for the sake of the stream. Um, it has just been. It has just been like one of the funniest, most bizarre subreddits. Like, it, it really well encapsulates, like. <laughs> Stupidity? What, what, no, it's, it really encapsulates what, what I love about Reddit so much. Like, how people can sort of encompass even the weirdest of situations. And I personally identify with this right here, just putting it out there. Um, but yeah, and uh, the fact you got Reddit's full backing, and they're actually trophies that were issued by Reddit. Um, I didn't get one because apparently you had to comment or write, make a post, and I hadn't done that. I just subscribed. Like, mm. so let me let me go to my profile, and you'll see that I didn't post until like after it was done, so I didn't get the trophy for it. But there were two separate trophies: one if you were banned, one if you weren't. Um, let me pull those up real quick. But yeah, it was it was just hilarious. Um, is this it? Yeah, so the one on the left is if you got banned, the one on the right is if you weren't. Um, it, was, it was just so bizarre. It just seemed so very stupid, yet so very amazing. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great it's, like community. It's one of those internet, um, like this is the internet thing. Uh, you, you think like, what? some genius made this idea. Uh, the same point, like, oh, yeah, and it's, it's to be fair, there's even like, um, they made a separate subreddit called In the Soul Stone, which is if you got banned, you could go to you can subscribe to the In the Soul Stone Reddit, um, and in there, like, you can only post if you're banned from <laughs> the Vanus did nothing wrong, Bennett. <laughs> Uh, let, me, let me pull up this website real quick. This one. Oh, it's not in the Soulstone. It's, oh, sorry, that's in Soulstone. I need the word the. In the Soulstone. And so you can only post on this subreddit if you already have... Um, if you've been banned. And what's hilarious mm. is that this went from 0 to 230,000 subscribers in like two days. Because <laughs> obviously everyone who got banned was told to subscribe to the in the Soulstone subreddit. And the people who did I mean, that. So they were all active as well. Yeah, yeah, because this was like, it, that was the thing. The Thanos did nothing wrong subreddit started at like 100k when they announced they were mm. going to do it. It then peaked at 750. And then because they like banned half, it's now at 560. Mm hmm. Oh. <sighs> This is just... <laughs> it's the oh. internet and it's great. How do you even internet? How what does is one an internet? Because oh, I spend so much t time on Twitch now, you have so many people um, asking, what even is Kappa? And I'm like, well, one does not uh, get... Oh, th there is no definition for Kappa, one just knows... <laughs> It is an understanding, a mutual feeling. <laughs> you don't get taught Kappa, you learn Kappa. Uh, can I just make a couple of Switch-related announcements? Okay. Um, 
First of all, the Switch currently has 928 games in all regions, expected to hit 1 million, uh, 1 million, 1,000 by the holiday season, which is great <laughs> because I love the Switch. I love my Switch. I was playing some... Uh, la, 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 la. What's the word I'm looking for? Fallout Shelter earlier for like no mm. reason. Like I have it on my phone, but I decided to just switch to on my Switch for some reason. Secondly, switch to switch. secondly, <laughs> Death Squared hit its first birthday yesterday. Um, mm. They hit 50,000 sales or 52,000. Um in 52 weeks um and they said when or if slash when they sell 250,000 copies right so they're 198,000 away but if slash when they hit 250,000 copies they'll make it free permanently isn't that great (laughs) nice guys yeah, and it's it's I mean, like it's not even an expensive game. Like it's it's like yeah. a fiver or something. See, I, I I guess it gets to a certain point where uh, one um, you can't expect uh, many more sales, which is usually a year mark rather than a sale mark. Though, uh, but it gets to a certain point where you've paid back all of the fees you've paid for a game, uh, you've paid for everyone's wages, and. It's just like, well, yeah, let's make it free. Let, 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 let's use this um, as some good PR uh, and boost our next game sales instead. Um. It's also worth mentioning, um, I, I'm pretty sure that makes it the best-selling game by SMG this year. And mm. it's, worth mention- it's also worth mentioning, Death Squared is also available on PC. Like, you can get it on Steam. Mm. Um, what's been really interesting is seeing like indie devs on on Switch, like those of them who are like turned on and really re- talk with the community, have had amazing sales numbers. And there's also a demo, so if you want to check it out right now, it's worth doing. Yeah, I'm just looking um, on Steam. Um, okay, yeah, I was right. Also, wait, what? Apparently, there's going to be um, a new switch, uh, a new switch, a new direct on the 24th of July, which would be great. Uh, apparently, mm. with Fallout 4 for Switch, which I would love dearly, mm. considering they've already ported Wolfenstein and Doom, like it's not a stretch. It's crazy that they ported those games. Also, I just want to point out, but hey, Pikmin 4. Mm. Um, Pokemon is coming later this year. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is coming out for 3DS. Um, which Yay, 3DS. I, I, the, the 3DS is still getting a steady stream of games. I will point that out. Like The 3DS is still you know, Nintendo's number two console and it's actually very well selling. Um, I've been tempted to buy a 3DS on multiple occasions because they're like 90 quid and just for the sake of oh, playing Pokemon that games. That explains it. Yeah, no, they're, they're really yeah. good. Hmm. I mean, I, at this point, the 3DS is um, a few years, four, five years old. I know there's been several iterations of it, actually. Yeah, um, and like, you can get I don't the. Don't um, to be a professional on on Nintendo at all anymore. So you can, so you can play 2DS games 
uh, sorry, 3DS games from £80. And that came, comes with a game. Um, so it's £80 for, 2D, for a 2DS, which is a 2D version of a 3DS, uh, with Animal Crossing. It's £80. Uh, I would suggest, however, the 2DS XL, which is a folding version of a 2DS, because the, the gimmick with the original 2DS was that it didn't fold. Yeah, that was um, a bit terrible. Yeah, it, it just really didn't work. Um, but it was like designed for kids and designed to be really rugged. Um, the 2DS XL um, actually folds, so it looks just like a regular 3DS, except it's only 2D, which some would argue makes it better. Um, <laughs> and yeah, supports 3DS games just in 2D, which is fine. And so with Mario Kart is £135. And it's great. And it's backwards compatible, so you can play all your DS games as well. Oh, that's good. Um, I was going to say something about it, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Should we call it a show? I'm not used to this whole making content and staying awake for it thing. I'm I'm too out of practice. Well, luckily for you, we're going to call it a show. Yeah, Um, (laughs) sounds like a good idea. We're around the hour and a half mark, so that's roughly where we want to be, which is good. Uh, I need to get out of this room because I am drenched in sweat. Yes. And I, just... I need to probably have a shower or something. Oh, it is just so bad. I need many, many showers. Yeah, it hit 28 today and it didn't feel as bad as it has done some days recently. But God, we really need it to rain. Oh, it's, yeah, without a doubt. It's so bad. Yeah, I, I thought it was raining the other day. Um, so I woke up in the night um, and it sounded like it was raining outside. Turns out it was a fire. Um, actually, well. <laughs> so this is probably an interesting story to Yeah, end please on. tell. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm, I live in quite a small village. It's quite a nice village. Apart from, um, I think it must be a group of like young kids or something. Well, I say young kids. Um, probably uh, secondary school, college age kids um, that have been going around setting fires um, around the village. That's uh, nice. And it seems to be setting fires to trees, uh, mainly kind of not, not doing any damage to actual houses or whatever, it's, so it seems, because uh, um, in the case of Friday night, they could have quite easily done a lot more damage if they'd um, just went like 10 yards one way. Um, but so uh, Sunny... I was starting to wake up and I suddenly heard my mum scream to me, oh, there's a fire out back. Um, and I actually have um, some pictures. Um, basically, these guys, because it hasn't rained recently, um, some guy had managed to set fire to some trees and some fence um, and this massive fire. And we actually have CCTV out the back. There is a, um, a lamppost there, so you couldn't really see it too great because um, of the, the interference from the light. But you can see someone step back from the fence um, after starting the fire uh, and then run off. And then you can just see all of these flames spitting out uh, onto the grass. And there's a massive burnt patch on the grass now. And the um, the trees there are just um, a, a shell um, of, uh, of charred remains. Um, see if you can... Yeah. What absolute idiots! And, yeah, and, and you can see that sort of the burnt 
burnt grass. It, it looked as if it was one person. And my mum actually said um, she heard someone running down the side of the house. Um, and it would seem as if it's that person. Um, so when this is when I first um, got up. Yeah. So because um, the CCTV camera has um, uh, night mode, um, of course, it's triggered by low light. Um, it actually got to the point that the fire was so bright um, for like a couple of seconds, it triggered into just normal daytime mode. Um, and yeah, it's a bit, a bit crazy. But so, so I, I did have something interesting happen this week. I knew there was something I was missing. Yeah. Well, uh, so I, stay safe. Yeah. Uh, don't spontaneously yeah. combust. And luckily, uh, we've only ha- we've only got like one little bush in the back of my garden, so I, I don't think we're a target. It seems like that there's been a few places to look as if they've had fires, and it's all been um, like evergreen, like kind of fir trees. Um, so it would seem as if we should be safe. Um, so, Paul, if people want to find you, where should they go? Um, not not here apparently if, unless you want to get get on fire um, so if you wish to go and follow me on Twitter uh, you can go to snpy.tech slash Paul I think um, so I do occasionally post there sometimes rants sometimes funny things sometimes relatable rubbish um, and occasionally I stream and my Twitch is over on my Twitter so go and follow me there as well I actually have an emote on my Twitch now um, so it, it's, it's basically a, ter- a derpy capper um, and so now I actually suddenly have a few subs because people just want to use my emote which is perfect awesome apparently the yes. snpytech.tech thing has been turned off um i'll see if i can fix that i'm not sure what that is yeah that's really bizarre well, i mean if that doesn't start working it's at paul stubbers so um yeah um is it a domain issue i don't know what that is um okay i'll look into that after this yeah uh that's really odd so strange that is just it's just died how odd i don't think it's the domain being out of date is it a rebrandly issue Anyway, I'll look into that later. Um, yeah. The crazy part is this, this is claiming it's all okay. So, aye, aye. okay, I'll take a look and find out. Anyway, thank you, Paul, for joining us. Uh, it's been a great episode as always. If you enjoy this podcast and want to catch it recorded instead of listening live, you can go to snpy.tech slash podcast. Um, as soon as this is fixed um, slash iTunes if you use an Apple device um, and then go to slash Twitter slash Facebook slash YouTube for all the socials if you want to support us you can go to slash Patreon for a monthly consistent um, uh, commitment if you just want to donate a one-off cup of coffee for for three pounds or two pounds like that, you can go to snpy.tech slash coffee dot k-o-f-i greatly appreciated uh, Paul thank you so much for joining us um we'll see you next week when we have hopefully another guest there's some potentially on the cards we shall see bye Bye. we're off